0: Presentation Skills for Design Students, Episode 33. Are you a design student or graduate who wants to succeed in the professional world? If so, keep listening. I'm Christina Canters, former architect and communication skills coach, and you are about to discover how to get noticed, land your dream job, and have a ridiculously successful career. It's all about being able to speak, present, and communicate like a boss. Welcome to the Presentation Skills for Design Students podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I just want to give a big shout out to listeners, Ms. Tao and Miss Ian from Oxalis Adventure Tours in Vietnam. Thank you for listening, ladies. And I really, really hope you're enjoying the podcast. You're the reason that I do this and I really appreciate you. So thank you so much for listening. Also hi to Luke from Oxalis. I'd definitely love to come and visit you soon in Vietnam. I've never been there before and it sounds totally awesome. Okay. Anyway, this week's episode is a little bit different to all the other ones. Now, I know I talk a lot about taking the skills that you learn on the podcast and applying them to real life situations, because it's one thing to learn this stuff, but actually practicing and applying these skills is something else altogether. And that's how you're really going to see improvement. So that's why I keep giving you these little challenges each week to just practice and practice these skills. Now, today I want to share with you a story of one listener, Shirlene from Melbourne in Australia, and she Sherline has in a relatively short space of time learned how to become a more effective communicator. She practiced what she learned and she has already seen incredible success in her recent job hunting experience. Now, why am I sharing this with you? It's because I want to show you that, yes, you really can learn these skills. Shirlene has done it and she's seen incredible results. And I just want to show you that, yes, they do work and they can help you immensely. You can find show notes and links and everything that I mentioned in this episode at designdrawspeak.com slash 033. I'm really excited to be sharing this with you. Oh and also stay tuned till the end because I'm gonna share with you the results of my challenge from last week which is to which was to ask advice from somebody and see what happens. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, let's listen and learn from the very enthusiastic Shirlene from Melbourne. Sherlene is a podcast listener from Melbourne. And she has been listening to the podcast, she told me for about six weeks. She's been listening for about six weeks now. A couple of weeks ago, she had a job interview coming up and she was really nervous for it because she was actually changing directions in her career, going from a science research role into technology and consulting. So she was she was a bit concerned as to how to approach this whole process. So she reached out to me and, and we had a couple of Skype sessions We talked about why she was changing directions, what her strengths were, and what she could offer the company. And what we did was we workshopped some answers to potential questions. And then in the second session, we did a bit of a mock interview, and I helped her with the way that she was answering the questions. She went away on her own, and she did a lot of work, actually, to prepare for the interview. So I'm really proud of her for doing that. Anyway, after the assessment day, this was like a whole day of interviews, she was telling me. There was a large number of applicants there on the day, and I think in total there was a 1,000 who applied for this position. Anyway, after the assessment day, she was very generous to send me through this audio message. I'm going to play it for you here now. It just goes for two and a half minutes, so have a listen to hear what Shirlene had to say about her experience.
1: Hi, Christina's listeners. I'm Shailene. Firstly, I'd like to congratulate you on taking the first steps to becoming a better communicator. Listening to this podcast already shows that you know the importance and value of being an effective speaker and presenting yourself well. So well done, guys. Now, I want to share a recent experience I had after listening to the podcast. I haven't been quite successful with interviews because I don't have much experience and I'm quite nervous and tongue-tied when it comes to talking to certain people. So last week, I got invited to my first job assessment day for a big company. I was up against about 50 to 60 people, mostly boys. So you can imagine how stiff the competition was and the experience was quite intimidating. Some of the things I applied on that day included think confident, act confident. When I was in the toilet, I would take deep breaths and slowly count to 10. And I'll tell myself in the mirror, I'm a rock star, I'm prepared, I'm confident. And also I used to speak with Uh, that upward inflection that Christina mentioned before, like, I'm good? But then she mentioned also that it's really important to speak with assertion to convey confidence. So then I started speaking like, I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? And the more I spoke with assertion, the easier it became. I realized I don't have to be conscious about what I'm trying to say. If it's something that's close to me, I can be natural, I can be myself, and just be comfortable to be in my own shoes. I did a whole range of things on that day that I've learned from the podcast, but cut the story short. I definitely left an impression because I was told after that I was shortlisted as the top 20 candidates who made it to the final rounds of interview out of 1,000 applicants. I can't imagine how I achieved that because I knew what challenges I was facing previously in terms of verbal communication and presenting myself. So you know how Christina loves these two things about topic – My two things about the whole experience from listening to the podcast and trying to apply these things I've learned in real life experiences are one, that communication skills and confidence can be learned. The important thing is to keep an open mind and be mindful of areas where you can improve. Really take on board the tips and tricks that Chris shares on our podcast. Two, practice, 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 because if you want change, you've got to act on it. It is really the little things that make a big difference. I'm just super grateful that Chris is doing such an awesome job for all the people out there who wants to help themselves become more confident and better in speaking. I definitely recommend everyone to share this podcast around. This is my sharing, and thank you for listening. Now,
0: firstly, I'd just like to say a huge thank you to Shirlene for sharing that. I didn't ask her to do it. She... She voluntarily sent that in and it certainly isn't easy recording a story like that. So thank you, Shirlene. Now, I had a chat to her afterwards and you want to hear something really cool? Out of a total of a thousand applicants who were applying for these jobs, Shirlene made the top 20 and she was offered a job. Isn't that awesome? So congratulations to Shirlene. I am so, so proud of you. Well done. Now, there were a few key things that Shirlene mentioned there, and I just want to expand on them here, because if they worked for her, they can totally work for you too. So the first thing that she mentioned, think confident and act confident. Now, I think this is taken from the episode with Andrew Lovick on having incredible conversations, and that's episode 23. Telling yourself, yes, I'm a rock star. I'm going to kill this. I'm going to be great just telling yourself that has a huge impact on the way you think. So if you tell yourself that you're confident, you actually will be confident. The next thing, answering with assertiveness. And I know Blake Eastman talks a lot about this in episode 22. He talks about going from A to B really quickly. So when you... And this is all to do with assertiveness. So when you walk into a room, you don't hesitate. You walk in, you shake someone's hand, you look them in the eye, you go sit down, you answer their questions and you don't sort of hesitate b- um, before doing things. He said, sh- you know, hesitating kind of makes you look like you're unsure of yourself and then that means that people feel that they're not- people don't feel like they can trust you as much. And this is something you can do with, with everything. I remember this when I was Skyping with Sherlene, and I said to her, let's pretend we're in the interview. Shirlene, how are you today? And she goes, um, um, I'm good. I'm good. Like that. And it's such a, it seems so insignificant, but it really makes a difference. So if you can practice just being assertive and saying things like, I'm good, thanks. And just sounding sure of yourself, it's so easy to do, but it makes a huge difference. So answering with assertiveness. And the third thing that Shirlene mentioned, mindset. She was saying that she wasn't super nervous going into the interview because she went in with the mindset just thinking, well, I'm just sharing stories about myself and I'm all I have to do is be myself. There's no point being worried that you're not going to know the answer to something because if you don't know, you just don't know. But what you do know are stories from your own experiences and things that you've learned and things that you know you can contribute. So if you go in there just thinking, you know, I'm just sharing stories about my life and, and what I've learnt, That's going to alleviate a lot of those nerves. Now, when I spoke to her after the interview, she told me some other things that she applied that she didn't mention in her story there. So she told me that she'd actually practiced being enthusiastic with everyone that she spoke to leading up to the interview. She told me she was actually on the phone beforehand with a guy from, from an airline helping her with her, her flight tickets and stuff, and she started just asking him questions and then that got him interested in her and and just had a much more fun conversation than what you'd usually have to a guy on customer service. And then on the day, even just going to order coffee, she said she was really enthusiastic about ordering coffee and had a chat to the barista. And then when she arrived at the assessment day, she spoke to the other candidates and introduced herself to, to them and other staff members, to the organisers and, you know, so not just the seemingly important people but she just spoke to everyone and by doing that and by being enthusiastic and getting warmed up in that sense, by the time she went into the interview, she was already well practised, well warmed up and able to just sort of launch into it and just carry on with her enthusiasm and just blew them out of the water. And she also told me, she actually told me that when she was in the interview and they asked her, why do you want to work for our company? She actually, she actually said, oh, I love this question and then went on to answer it. And she said that they looked kind of shocked that, at her enthusiasm. I mean, how many people would actually respond that way? So being enthusiastic, I think is really underrated and it will get you a long way. Because people like it when you're excited to be there. If you, can, if you can show that you're excited to meet them, and I think this is something Andrew Lovick spoke about as well in episode 20, what was it, 22, 23. This is something that he Andrew spoke about in episode 23 as well. If you show that you're excited to be somewhere, that you're excited to meet someone, they will be excited to meet you too and they will be much more likely to remember you. And another thing that Shirlene told me that she applied was one of the tips that we learned from Diane DeResta in episode 29. And this is using the CAR uh, acronym approach to answering questions. So that's C-A-R. So when so when you're asked in an interview, can you tell us about a, a time where you demonstrated initiative, for example, you use the CAR acronym, which is C stands for challenge a stands for action, and R stands for the result. The problem that Charlene was having was that she was like, "What if they ask me uh, a question like this, and I and I just can't think of a situation?" And what we did was, we pick, I got her to pick out five situations where she demonstrated some sort of quality, whether it be assertiveness, initiative, teamwork, leadership, that sort of thing, and. I got her to work through a challenge, action, result, story for each one of those situations and then to mentally tag each story with a certain quality that she demonstrated. So then when she went into the interview, she already had these five different situations and stories already planned in her head. So when they said, you know, have you shown initiative, she could go, okay, which one of those five stories should I share? And it just made it a lot easier for her to choose what to say instead of trying to think of something off the top of her head. And if you're thinking, well, I'm not, I may not necessarily be answering the question, you know, it doesn't really matter. Say they're asking you to share an experience where you demonstrated leadership and you think, oh, well, I've only got a story that's about teamwork. It doesn't matter. Just share it anyway because you're still demonstrating some sort of quality and you can relate it, like find a way to relate it back to leadership. So when you get a question like that, don't freak out. Just say something and share share some story that demonstrates some sort of good quality that they're going to uh, appreciate and value. Thank you so much, Shirlene, for sharing your experiences with us. And again, Shirlene had only listened to the podcast for about four to six weeks or about it was about four weeks before actually doing this interview and she said that she listened to a few episodes uh, a few times over but what she did was she drew out some of those specific lessons that, that that she mentioned and she just practiced them over and over again and look what happened she got a job out of a thousand applicants I mean isn't that just incredible Okay, so your challenge this week, I'd like you to pick one thing that Shirlene did and apply it yourself. So whether it's answering questions with assertiveness, telling yourself that you're a rock star or just being enthusiastic with a boring phone call, maybe to your bank or or phone company or or your electricity provider, why don't you make it a challenge to get a laugh or or a non-robotic response from, from the other person? you may just find that they'll treat you a little bit nicer. Plus, you'll make their day a little bit brighter too. And isn't that what human interaction should be all about? Yeah, I think so. Oh yes, and before I go, do you remember the challenge I gave in the last episode? It was all about asking for advice and trying to ask in, you know, a different sort of way. I took on this challenge myself and I reached out to Donald Bates, who is a professor at the Architecture School at the University of Melbourne in Australia. He's also a director of Lab Architecture Studio and was one of the architects behind the Landmark Building Federation Square in Melbourne. Now to ask him a question, I actually made him a video, of course, because I like video. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes as well if you wanna have a look. But the question I asked him was, what is the best way a graduate can go about securing a paid role in a design firm and I asked him this question and I gave him a few different options I said would, would you say A B C or D please just answer A B C or D and that would be amazing now I did get a response from him and he said thanks for the email and for the YouTube question it's a unique way to ask a question to one person so yeah he appreciated the video and not only did he give me an answer the answer he gave was D which was about networking And he gave me this extended response. He says, I think you have to exploit your network as much as possible. This is obviously predicated on having a decent network with good contacts and breadth. I think it implies that students need to formulate their professional network long before they finish school and start looking for a job. They need to use their tutors, their friends, people they meet at events or exhibitions, at their end-of-year exhibitions, etc., to create a network so that at the very least they can go out and have a first stage of contacts and conversations. Many times, however, it is the secondary effects of a network that are the most positive, that is speaking or meeting with someone who is not themselves hiring but who may know of other offices that are expanding, hiring or have just recently gained a new project this is where having a network pays off in getting that intelligence but also being supported and promoted by others rather than having to try and do it all yourself so that's the answer I received from Donald Bates so thank you so much Donald for your response I really really appreciate it now as you can see not only did I get an answer to my question I got a very in-depth answer so it goes to show ask for advice and you will receive Anyway, that brings us to the end of episode 33. You can find links to everything I've mentioned at designdrawspeak.com slash 033. Now keep on rocking it, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. You are totally awesome. And oh yes, if you enjoy this podcast and you want to help out, please, please consider leaving a quick rating and review in iTunes. It's very easy. All you have to do is visit designdrawspeak.com and follow the link to iTunes there. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate you, and I will see you next week for another episode. This has been Presentation Skills for Design Students, helping you become a confident, creative communicator.